Good to have you all here with us this morning. Uh, reading from uh, the Gospel of Matthew, 28th chapter, verse 19, Jesus said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. This is uh, what we have endeavored to do here at Celebration Church, and uh, certainly what we're doing as we're going through the Gospel of Matthew together. We want to do something a little bit different this morning. This morning, we're going to stop and just take a picture, look and see where we have come from, uh, where we are, and where we are going in the future. When we first started Celebration Church, we started in Stevens Point. It was the first time I'd ever pastored a church. We called it New Beginnings Church at the time. Uh, it was the first time in my life I'd been involved in churches and in ministry uh, for over 30 years. Uh, had never actually been the lead pastor of a church. <laughs> I don't know if anybody trusted me to. But uh, anyway, at 47 years of age or whatever it was, finally uh, we went to Stevens Point and people there said, yeah, we'll join with you and let's do this. And uh, shared with them the vision of what we wanted to do. Now, when we first started pastoring, we wanted to take the very best of what we'd experienced over the last 30 years uh, and maybe filter out some of the worst that we'd experienced and see if we can't do church just a little bit differently. Um, obviously, our number one focus is that we'd have a church where people could really experience God. You know, Christianity should not be some kind of a social, you know, golf club or something like that. This is about really knowing God in your life and experiencing God and teaching them the Bible. Uh, the foundation of everything we've done is about actually teaching the scriptures to people. We believe the Bible is relevant for our day and lives today. And we want to get that into people, and we've done that. Uh, we wanted to do a mix of traditional and contemporary in our worship, uh, evangelical Protestant experiences, which most of us have come from, uh, but also bringing in some of the mainline church experiences, things like the communion that we do every Sunday. Most evangelical churches don't do that. More traditional churches do that. You know, the Lord's Prayer together. Some of these things that we do. And we thought, these are good things. These are things that Christians have done for the last 2,000 years. Let's celebrate them. Let's bring the best of everything we can together. One of the main things I wanted to do is start a church where people could be real. One of the big problems, the big knock. <laughs> you hear this phrase every once in a while that... Christianity is the only army in the world that shoots its wounded. You know, if you mess up, blam! You know, if you're not quite to where you should be, spam! You know, they'll, just, you know, they'll take you out and beat the dickens out of you because you're not what you're supposed to be. Uh, some churches have thought, well, the way to fix that is we'll just lower the standards and we won't talk about the Bible and we won't preach the Bible. We won't hold standards for people and just talk about love, 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 love. But I think that's the wrong way to do it. Jesus held the highest of standards. You can't get any higher than when Jesus looked at his disciples and said, Be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Whoa, that's a pretty high standard. That's way up there. But yet Jesus was full of love and compassion and grace and shown us how to succeed when we fall short of that standard. The answer isn't to lower the standard. The answer is to keep the standard high. That's why we're preaching the scriptures. And showing you what Jesus taught so we can raise a high standard. But at the same time understand people fall short. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, what if we started a church where it would be okay not to be okay? 
so that we can help you get okay again. Right? But oftentimes in churches, there's this attitude, if you're not okay, that's not okay. So what do people do? They tend to wear plastic faces. And I think if you've been in churches very long at all, you have seen it. People come to church, they pretend to be something that they're not. And try to be phony and plastic and come on, put on the little smile and do the little jig that they've got to do. And they go back yelling and screaming at each other. Of course, when they were here, everything was perfect. And uh, later you find out their lives are falling apart. You didn't even know they were having problems. Because no one can share their troubles. You know, oh, we, gotta, you know, we can't let anybody know we're struggling. No, how about we let people know we're struggling? How about if you're having a hard time, you're able to say safely, no, we're having a hard time. You know, well, my husband and I aren't getting along. I think my kids are demon-possessed. You know, I, I don't know, whatever the deal is. You know, I, I feel lousy today. You know, how you doing? I feel awful. You know, okay. You know, don't, so you don't feel obligated to walk in and say, how you doing? Oh, good. When you're not doing good. How about we get rid of the plastic version of Christianity and just people being real? Look, there's a lot of people listening to me right now. No way all of you are okay. Some of you today are doing great. Some of you are doing so-so. Some of you, your life just sucks today. It's just horrible. Everything's going wrong. All right? How about you share that? How about you can come and be honest with people about it so we can pray with you and show you how to get it back on track. One of the big things we wanted to do when we started this church is get rid of all the political nonsense. Most Protestant churches, for some absurd, insane reason, structure their churches, I think because they're trying to emulate the United States of America or something, you know, they have their constitution and bylaws and all their, you know, procedures for voting on this and voting on that. You can get so many people to vote over here and over here and, and you get churches fighting over some of the stupidest things on earth. There are churches that have literally been destroyed because people fought over the color of the carpeting of all the dumb things I don't know who picked this it's like a bad acid trip when you walk on this place man it's like what the heck we gotta fix this I put that on our list anyway I mean who cares what the color of that carpet is for having a fight over the stupidest things on earth and doing all this political in-wrangling and getting into the meetings and having this motion and that. And all, we just said we are not going to allow that in our organization. We built the organization that is free of that stuff. There is no political infighting. Uh, how about we did a church that we could really affect the world? And I'm not talking just by giving money to missionaries. I'm talking about where that church literally is affecting the thinking and the lives of people all over the world. Kind of a big goal, but I thought, you know, we can do that. Let's try that anyway. Uh, a church where everybody doesn't have to think the same. Where everybody doesn't have to look the same. Where everybody doesn't have to feel the same. Where everybody doesn't have to vote the same. How about we actually put a church where there's a whole bunch of people who don't think like each other at all. But they still love each other because they love Christ. And they're here because of the kingdom of God. That was a radical concept. And that is something we've really striven to do. We got Democrats and Republicans in here. God forbid, you know, we got people who think this way or that way about that. So what? Some of you got tattoos. Some of you don't have any tattoos. Some of you got money. Some of you don't have any money. Some of you got hair. You know, it is what it is. How about we don't all have to look, think and act the same. How about we can think of something bigger than us, which is God and the grace of Christ that lives inside of us. What if we did a church about that? Where we don't fight over the stupid minutiae of some of the dumbest doctrinal fights on earth. 
about this little thing of the Bible and that little thing of the Bible. Yeah, they picking at each other and stuff. You know, there are 400,000 churches in America today. 80% of them have 100 people in them or less. If you can get to 200, you're like, whoa. Why? Because that's about as many people as you can get together that they can agree about everything before they go at each other's throats. This is crazy. Who cares? We don't have to agree about every little puking thing. At least that's what we thought. So we started this church and said, let's see if we can do that differently. And we did it. We did it in Stevens Point, And with the faith of the people over there, we built a church that had that kind of culture. And just about, I don't know, four or five years into the thing, Pastor Lathan came to me. He said, you know, I've been reading about this new way of doing church. It's called multi-site. I said, what's that? He says, where you have one church, but you have different locations and different people, make it easier for people to come to church, but yet it's still the same church and they connect. Either the pastors run around and preach and share in there or they connect by video and that sort of thing. They each have their own worship experiences and their own local pastors and stuff, but yet it's just the one church and, and doing this whole thing. Uh, and I thought, I, I don't think that would work. Not in Wisconsin. We just got TV. I mean, you know, L.A., I get it. You know, New York, I get Chicago. You know, this is, this is northern Wisconsin, for heaven's sake. So maybe Madison can pull it up, but not way up here. And uh, we went, and uh, he was pretty persistent. We went, and we finally started looking at it and, and visiting some other churches that were doing it. We thought, wow, this seems to work. How is this even possible? And uh, so we got this. Just when we were thinking about doing that is when the opportunity came to come back to Green Bay and take over this church. And um, it's just the way everything lined up. We said, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's see if we can make this work. And we stepped out in faith. Now, there were lots of prophets of doom all the way along the way who just had fits. Um, a lot of people said the multi-site thing will never work. It'll never work. It'll never work. One guy even said, I had a vision. I had a vision. The church doors were open, but there was no one sitting in the church. It'll never work. My son said he must have had his vision during daylight savings change time or something when nobody was there at the time. But, uh, you know, so they're prophesying and God said this and everything. And I mean, you and and listen to me. As honestly as I can tell you, we weren't arrogant about this. We didn't know it would work. Everybody's screaming it won't work. We thought, okay, well, let's see. That was the difference, you see. A lot of people, their whole lives, they never risk anything for fear of failure. And we thought, we're not afraid to fail. What we talk about on a personal level, we live. And we said, well, let's try this. If it fails, it fails. So what? Then you got it in the list of things don't do next time. My list is pretty long. <laughs> okay? So we're not afraid. Let's try it. See what happens. We didn't know. Everybody says it's not going to work. Okay, probably won't work. When we started mixing the traditional and, and, and the contemporary stuff, the evangelical and the mainline church thinking, there were some people who just had a fit. You know, we started doing communion every Sunday. Ah, you're trying to turn it into a Catholic church. You're trying to turn it into a Catholic church. Have you been to a Catholic church? <laughs> I'm not trying to slam the Catholics. God bless them. But there's no way. You got to be on drugs to come into this place. And this is a mass. It's not a mass. For heaven's sake. But they just would have a fit in yelling. And it's never going to work. You're destroying everything. And it's wow. People who didn't like the way we do things. Now this was particularly, it wasn't a problem in point because 
we had done it together for five years. When we brought it here, there were people who weren't happy. They didn't stick around very long. It wasn't very many, but they were loud on the way out. Screaming, bloody murder. We don't like the way you do this with the you. We don't like the way you do the choir. We don't like ah, It's all going crazy. We don't like you. You're, down. You're, you're up here acting like a clown. I said, I'm not acting. <laughs> this is me, baby. <laughs> if you think this is an act, you don't know me. All right, so we laugh in this church. I think God can handle it. Look in the mirror. God's got a sense of humor. Another big one. A church will never work if the pastor, if everybody can't touch the pastor all the time. They have to have access to the pastor. Got to be. That multi-site thing won't work. If you start traveling and doing conferences, never, you've got to be here all the time. You've got to be all, the video thing will never work because they got to touch the pastor. Pastor, I love you, pastor. It's got to be the pastor. And they were, they scream bloody murder. And I thought, maybe they're right. I don't know. Let's find out. We weren't afraid to fail. I will say this. It's one of the reasons that so many pastors are burnt out today. It's a big problem in churches. Pastors are building these churches and then they completely fry out. Because everybody's got a straw in his brain trying to suck the life out of him. <laughs> they said it wouldn't work. Well, let's see. Of course, when we came here, and I say this, I hope you know my heart. I am not trying to criticize anybody who came before me here. And a lot of churches, quite frankly, at the time were in the same situation. It was just the finances had gotten crazy uh, and they were crazy when we got here uh, the church had uh, did this big renovation that people at this location are enjoying but they didn't raise any of the money for it. they borrowed it all the church that's that's when where banks were giving money out like drunken monkeys and everybody was shocked when there was a financial collapse gee i don't know how that happened you know so there were women so the church has millions of dollars in debt on this they hadn't raised any money to pay any of it down all of it was just on a line of credit, which is insane, which means that it was subject to any change in the financial situation. If the interest rates would have doubled, this place would have been dead in the water because there was no long-term financing. Uh, not only that, they were borrowed. We discovered this a couple of months after we were here <laughs> to our shock and <laughs> amazement. We're like, what? The church had been borrowing every month $50,000 a month just to keep operating. That was on the short-term debt. That's the other one. This is short. So there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in short-term. The place was bleeding like crazy. We had people telling us, get out of there. This place is going to belly up in a few months and it's all going to be here for you. Just get out. It'll never work. It'll never work. It'll never work. Whoa, gloom and despair. I said, okay, it may not work. We didn't know it would work. We look at each other. What if it bellies up? It might. <laughs> that goes in the fail category. Don't do that again, <laughs> you know. And then people who accuse us of having bad motives. You know, just an arrogant, egotistical psycho. You know, it's just all, you know, ah, you just want to be something that you're not. You're just saying it for the money. You're in it for the money. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> the money. Well, I'll tell you, you can say a lot of things about me, but you can't ever say I've been here for the money. From the day we started Celebration Church over in Stevens Point, my wife and I have been one of the top financial givers to the church and still to this day. I always thought that was a bad thing when your pastor is your biggest giver. You know, that's, 
what's wrong with this picture, right? But you know what? The reason we're able to do that is because each time we keep doing it, God keeps blessing us more. And you guys on point, these guys don't know. You guys on point, you know, when we started, we had nothing. We had nothing. We had, we had to look up and see how the poor people were living. We had nothing. But then we started growing and we kept giving and we would do these conferences and bring in money. That was my money. It's my money. It's your money. When you go out and work, that's your money, right? Your paycheck is your money. Well, I would take it and I'd give it all to the church. Why? I don't know. That's crazy. But the more we did it, the more we kept growing. And the more money we kept making. And God kept blessing. You cannot outgive God. Jesus was not lying when he said, if you give, it will be given to you. And we have tested that and, and we've lived this way. And there's been years we haven't taken any salary. And when we have, it's been very little. We're back to taking no salary again. You know, just because we don't need to. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're not in this for the money. Quite frankly, I'd make a lot more money if I wouldn't <laughs> do this. You know, but it's not everything that has to be about money. Good grief. How about we just, you know, people say terrible things about you. You're in it for the money. They're stealing money. Unless if we had any money to steal around here. You know, for heaven's sakes. People making nasty rumors. I hear them every once in a while. I heard this, <laughs> I heard this one rumor. It was a couple of months ago. Obviously, they didn't know who I was because they were talking about the pastor at Celebration Church. I want to hear this, you know. Well, I hear he's having an affair with four different women in his church. I thought, four different women? I, I don't know if I should be insulted or complimented. I mean, I was like, holy cow, I can pull four apparently. Are you crazy? I can barely make one woman happy. Good Lord. What idiot's going to do four? But just people are mean. Mean as rattlesnakes. Just all this. You can't do this multi-site. That doesn't work. So we said, okay, let's see. How about we just step out in faith? And despite the prophets of doom, this has worked. The church has grown. Professions of faith in Jesus Christ has grown. People's lives have been changed forever. The finances miraculously were stabilized. We were able to pay off all that short-term debt. We were able to get long-term financing on the church, so we're not in a dangerous place. The bills are paid. We're not upside down. We're right side up. We've been focusing on the basics uh, of Christianity, common sense Christianity, and it has worked. Not everybody agrees about everything. We got people who used to be Baptists here. People who used to be Catholics here. People who used to be Pentecostals here. Not everybody agrees on every little detail of doctrine who cares we're focused on the big picture of who Jesus is and honoring God we got Calvinists here we've got Armenians here and most of you don't even know what a Calvinist or an Armenian is which is great because we're not into these stupid doctrinal fights that they have all fancy names for we started doing the multi-site thing not just Stephen's point but then we that was the easy one. And that was hard. Then we did the west side. People screamed, that'll never work, it'll never work. And I just kept, got from there. It works great. There's hundreds of people over there. Their lives are being touched by the message of Jesus. The Appleton campus, all you guys down in Appleton, that was a real stretch. That one started at the worst possible time. That's when we were had no money to do anything. And people were screaming, you can't start Appleton. How are you going to start Appleton? I, I, because Appleton 
people down there, Pastor Joe and you guys down there who started it, said, we'll start it. You don't have to give us any money. We'll do it for free. We'll work for free. We'll do it all on our own. We will start from scratch, from zero, if you let us do it. Okay. I can afford zero. <laughs> and, and they did it. And they did it. And it's, uh, initially it was tough because they were you know, trying to find a place to stay. And then about a year ago, uh, uh, Ben and Lisa King... Uh, came into our lives. These guys have a, they had a beautiful facility in downtown Appleton, an old church they had taken and fixed up. It is a cool place. It's one of the coolest worship experiences is with you guys over there in Appleton. You guys have one of the hippest sounding and looking rooms, man. It's really quite amazing what they've done over there. And, uh, and they made it possible for us to move our celebration church in there. And they're there right now and worshiping God and celebrating God with us. And it is working. People's lives are being touched. And it is an amazing thing. Even God has blessed us with the ability to communicate these high-definition cameras we've been able to put in in the last couple of years. The, uh, the video signal, the way they even see us right now, that was a problem because that gets really expensive. And I told you last fall, a network, Sky Angel Network, uh, contacted me and said they would give us our own dedicated channel through their system for free. And any place in America that has a little box can see the signal. And that's how they're seeing me right now. And they're doing it for nothing. They said, the only people we've done this for is NASCAR, NFL, and Celebration Church in Wisconsin. We decided, let's go reach the world and touch the world. And not just traditional missions, though we do that. And we've done it. And it has worked. We are touching millions of people's lives all over the world. Through radio, through television, through the internet, everywhere I go, it's stunning to see. The conferences that we do here, our manly men conferences, our women's conferences, these are, there are churches all over the world this week who are taking those DVDs, churches that are three, four times bigger than ours, who get their men together, and you know what they play? They play the DVDs from this place, and they want to listen to us, what we're saying about men's ministry, and about women's ministry, and it's touching. I was in Africa, I walked into a bookstore, there's butt-kicking women DVDs on the wall. I mean, it's all over the place. We are affecting people's lives. And then this laugh-your-way thing that I do, where I go out and talk to people's marriages, this is having a huge impact in people's lives. We started that with the trust and the faith of the people in Stevens Point. It was continued here. You guys have been part of this. We are affecting all kinds of people's lives by you giving me just the freedom even to do that and the trust to do that. It has been amazing. The numbers of marriages that have been saved. You know, I was just in Nashville yesterday and, you know, you meet these people, they got little babies in their arms and they look at me and say, you know, a year ago we were filing for divorce, but then we listened to you and it saved our marriage and now we got this little rugrat. I call them laugh your way babies. Hallelujah. There, there are human beings that are alive today that wouldn't be alive today. Wouldn't even exist today, but for what we've done. With you. And it's a big stinking deal. And we have built a church where it's not about the pastor. And I'm not getting burnt out because I don't have five million straws in my brain. Now when we first started doing this, people freaked. When the first time I'd miss a Sunday, people would get the shakes and the nerves. If I missed two Sundays in a row, people were panicking and emailing me and say, Pastor, you can't be gone. Ah! And we've intentionally got it away from about me. We've made it about Jesus and about this church, something that's bigger than me. Now, I was just in Africa for four weeks, and I didn't hear boo from anybody about anything. (laughs) 
which is depressing. You know, you know. I came home and people said, oh, hi, Pastor. Now, where's the marching band, for heaven's sakes? You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that was great. We've done it. We've set out to do what they said you couldn't do. It's not about one guy. It's not about all these things that everybody says it was about. And here's the deal. We have done this with you. This church has been a success and where it is today. Not because of me. Anybody can come up with an idea. People have ideas all the time. That's easy. Finding people who will support those ideas. That's a tough one. People who will actually get behind it. Support it with their money and their treasure and their faith and their work and their commitment. That is hard to do. But you guys have done it. Starting with you guys over in Stephen's Point. You made this possible. And all of you have joined with us. This is where it's at today because of you. And without you, none of this would be possible. And all I can say is thank you for being a part of what God has done here in this church. But now it's time. Everybody say, it's time. It's time to move on. It's time to take this sucker to the next level. It's time to really do something significant. You've got to understand. I don't know if you've been aware of it. But everything I just showed, this has all been one big fat experiment. We didn't know it would work. We honestly didn't know it would work. We thought it would work. We hoped it would work. But we didn't know it would work. We were it's going to work no matter what. We had no idea. We were prepared to fail. But with you, we have tested this. This is working. People's lives are being changed. Yes, you can do a multi-site church in Wisconsin. Yes, even from this far north of the Mason-Dixon line, you can have a church that is affecting people all over the world for the kingdom of God. Right out of northern part of Wisconsin. Hallelujah. It's possible and we're doing it. And we have gotten past the test. It's not a test anymore. We know it works. We know it works. Now, in the next few weeks, we're going to be introducing a major capital campaign, something we've never done in this church. Oh, we've had our little annual campaign of the year where we ask everybody to give an extra hundred bucks or something for small things and stuff like that. But we've never done a major capital campaign. The major reason we haven't done it is we weren't sure anybody would have done it with us. We had no track record. Will this work? I'm telling you, after five and a half years, I'm pretty confident this works. This is real. It is changing people's lives. I'm going to ask our guys to play that opening video that they played uh, earlier uh, at the beginning. I want you to see this again. Keep in mind what you're looking at. All these churches, all these people at all these different locations, all of us working together did not exist five years ago. This is a picture of what we're doing today.
Hallelujah. So it's time. Everybody say it's time. We have tested this. It's not a test anymore. We know it works. It's time to take this to the next level. There are thousands of people in the Green Bay area, in the Appleton area, in the Stevens Point area. They have no idea we even exist. It's time to start reaching out, doing more, doing something significant, and moving forward with total confidence now and really taking this thing to the next level. Let's make a difference. Let's not just live our lives and die and not left anything behind. Let's do not only a legacy in our homes, but let's do a spiritual legacy as people of faith together building this church. We can continue to touch people's lives. We need to uh, secure the properties that we have, pay down some of this debt. We're going to do this with this capital campaign. We need to finish out the broadcasting capabilities that we have here. Uh, We're almost there. We just never got all the way there because of the lack of funds. But uh, we need to put the uh, broadcasting capabilities uh, in Appleton and in Stevens Point. I should be able to go to Stevens Point and preach from there on a Sunday back here. I should be able to be in Appleton and preach from there to Rutherford. I should be able to move around. We should be able to connect all of this together. Why? Because it works in a way of connecting and pulling us all together. Uh, We need to uh, um, continue to reach out the way we're doing around the world. Uh, with this ability to simulcast these things. We want to start taking some of these big conferences that we're doing and get churches all over America to join with us and watch these events live as they're happening. Uh, that's going to be fun. Um, securing a place for the uh, west side uh, so they can get out of just being in a high school all the time. There's all kinds of things we can do. We can do it now with confidence. Let's join together. We don't have to be afraid. We know it works. We know it works because you have joined with us to do something significant that is going to touch potentially millions of people's lives when you add it all up all over the world. This is something we can all join in. You've made it possible. You've joined in this vision. Let's move it forward. Let's go beyond where we've been. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We give you thanks for what you've done in this church. Lord, we've, we've been through the fire uh, at a lot of different levels. But after all this, we're standing. And as we look back, it's like, wow, you did it. You did it through us with the help of these people, with the vision that you've given us. Help us now, Lord, to step out of the boat, walk on the water. Let's take this thing to the next level, Lord, so that we can affect more and more people's lives with this glorious message of Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Bless you.